So what's up, Internet? Welcome to this week's Creator Feature. Today we've got the Sultan of Badass Intros, Graphic God. Welcome to the show, and uh, thanks for coming on. Sultan, I like that. Yeah, it's nice, right? Very nice. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, this was an unexpected invitation, but a welcome one, so thank you. Yeah, glad to have you here, man. You do you do some good shit. <clears throat> um, so let's just let's start with um, pretty basic question, I guess. Just not even a question, a statement. Go go ahead and just you know give people a quick summary as of what you do. Um. So, I kind of do a little bit of everything. I started off in the beginning uh, just doing gamer picks for people, avatars and gamer picks. And I still do a lot of those. And I've also evolved into creating banners for people for their social media uh, platforms, anything from Twitch, um, YouTube, Twitter, all those types of things. And Banners um, have, I've, like, specific dimensions like specific specific they do and 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 that's the best thing once you design for youtube which is the biggest you can just crop it down (laughs) yeah hell yeah so i always tell that to people if they if they want something first i always say oh do you want a youtube one because if you do a youtube one that's perfect because it's the biggest one and then if you want something smaller just man and we cropping it down more or less will scale across the other platforms Exactly, exactly. For the most part, a lot of them are very similar in dimensions. You know, they they vary from 100 pixels here and stuff like that. And But for the most part, they're all pretty, pretty standard. Um, so, yeah, and I do those. And as you also mentioned, I also do intros for people's YouTube channels. And as an example, I've done Wilmy's for Gaming Beyond the Box. I've done the Iron Lords for um, the Iron Lord Roundtable podcast, and most of, oh, and I've done all of uh, Boomsticks, Mr. Boomsticks intros for all of his shows, and most recently, which hasn't been aired yet, um, uh, Vitamin G podcast. They're going to be showing off theirs probably within the week. Um, you can actually go see a clip of that right now. Um, on Graphic God's YouTube channel, um, I watched it and and it's it's pretty badass because especially like you said because of the custom lyrics. Yeah, like, it's a very small snippet, and yes, they provided me with custom lyrics from somebody that they know personally, uh, that who was a recording artist, and the song is is terrific, and uh, it it basically speaks to their podcast directly, and working with it was was awesome. Oh, I bet it was fun. It's like top to bottom customized, which is fucking cool. <laughs> like, just it's really cool. So and uh, so sorry, didn't mean to drop, but that is just a small snippet of a longer piece that'll that'll be released soon. How long did you say it was? Like the final product? Um, I, I think the final product is, if I look correctly, it is two minutes and thirty-seven seconds. That's yeah, a full-blown like song. It, like it's an entire you? song. That's right. And as intros go, that would be a long intro, but they're using it at the beginning of their show, so that people can like basically pack into the room. Well, and they have something to look at, right? 
And that's kind of something how I kind of something I started back when I used to work on a podcast called MNC Mornings. We used to have a very long show with a custom song as well. And that was the its pure purpose was to basically let that run um, and have people pile into the room while that's playing so that people aren't missing too much. I think it's a solid idea, to be honest. Um, is this the longest? Is is this the longest one you've ever done, intro wise, um, or or one of the? Uh, yeah, it's definitely one of them. Especially using gaming clips, it is definitely one of the longest ones I've done using gaming clips. Probably it's comparable to the Iron Lords, but I think the Iron Lords is quite a bit smaller, and I think Wilmes is quite a bit smaller. Yeah, I think like we were talking. A few minutes ago, it's about like less than half of of what theirs is going to run. That's it's a cool idea though, and I think honestly, I think it works well for a podcast. I think that's pretty solid idea to be honest. Yeah, and especially live podcast, you know, because you're you're waiting for people to show up. People are getting their notifications on their computers and on their phones and. By the time they get them and click and load up the page and stuff like that, they don't want to miss part of the conversation of the podcast. So this way... Yeah, well, and the people that are there don't want to sit there looking at a blank screen either. Well, and exactly. So, so. This, this, is a, this is a perfect way to just have everyone entertained for the, at least a couple of minutes while the show gets started and people get prepped. So like, all right, so outside of the different graphics intros and you know everything else you you create for other people what else do you do do in terms of of content or hobbies so i i am a i am a freelance graphic designer which i've been i've been doing that for more than 25 years um it's impressive i have i have um a group of people that i work for on a on a weekly to monthly to yearly basis depends on when they need me usually business owners they'll come to me and say hey jay i need a new logo or hey jay can you update this and so is it like on a contract basis or yeah kind of on a contract like like i do work for local radio stations so they come to me and they say hey we have a um a promotion coming up in the next month we need a graphic you know, okay. that kind of thing. So they'll come to me and I'll throw something at them and they usually say, that's great, but they like my pricing. <laughs> so cheap. Um, stuff like that happens all the time. And just recently, my uh, cousin, who's starting a real estate agency, came to me and said, hey, I need a logo. You're my cousin. Can you hook me up? And that's the thing. You know, that's where we went with that. Um, yeah, that kind of thing happens all the time. Uh, on top of all that, I also have a full-time job where I work for a local university where I produce multimedia for online courses. Oh, nice. How's so that? that would be, like, what, what's that yeah. like doing that like regularly all the time? Um, it can be monotonous. That's what and, I was wondering. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it is professor wants to shoot a video for an introduction to their course. They come into my office. I have a giant green wall. I have lots of lights. I have cameras. I have mics. They come and they stand in front of the green wall and they talk for anywhere between 10 and 30 minutes. I record them. Um, they leave. 
and then I edit for the next two days. <laughs> Sounds about right. But not only do I do videos, I also do audio podcasting with professors. Um, they want to sometimes showcase a particular interview with somebody. Um, they will record it over the phone or over um, Skype or over um, Zoom. We'll record it all, and then I'll edit it up with imagery and, and um, lower thirds and things like that. So, yeah, that kind of thing is what I do at same at uh, my my job, my full time job. And for hobbies, well, you probably all know I'm a gamer. Of course. So um, I play a lot of games. Not as many as I'd love to. That's I'd how love I to am. Play games all day long if I could. <laughs> be a but, hell of a full time uh, job, wouldn't it? Oh. <laughs> I think everyone's dream job at one point in their life is game tester. You're right. I'd love to be a game tester. <laughs> but then if you talk to a game tester, they they would say they'd want to poke their eyes out some days. So. Yep, because you're playing the same five-minute segment over and over and over trying to break it. Yeah, and they're given a short amount of time to finish a game so they can sometimes review it. I mean, I'm, okay, I'm not talking about a game tester now. I'm talking about a reviewer. Mm-hmm. I always thought that'd be great to be a reviewer, but then some of these people, they you know, they're only given so many hours to do something, and sometimes it's not possible to finish a game in that amount of time, and just yeah. the added stress put under that. From what I've be... read, it seems like it might be pretty damn stressful, like definitely at times, but <laughs> I think so too. Um, but I, yeah, I play everything from. I play a lot of PC. I own a Switch. I have multiple Xboxes in my house. If I look, if I'm looking to my right in my office here, I've got an Xbox One S and a 360 sitting right next to me. In my living room, I have an X. In my basement, I have an X. And in the basement, I also have an OG Xbox and an Xbox 360. That sounds so, like my room. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a big Xbox guy. Plus, I'm a big retro guy. I love retro games. Um, it, well, that's a, like a perfect office. segue into your show that you also do. That's right. So, yeah, I do a show on Tuesday nights called Retro Renegades, where it's myself and Supersonic Station and Crispy Bomb and Jaco Kukin and Stinking Carps and Jeepers Creepers. And UK Daz used to be part of our team. He's still unofficially, or sorry, he's officially a member, but he can't always come because of his job. And also recently, he uh, had a, a health issue, so we may not see him for a little while, but he's he'll always be part of our team. And what we do is we basically we play old games, we drink beer, we swear, we act like children. We kind of put it like, th- this is our way to relive our youth. Like we were back when we were 16, hanging out at the arcade, shooting the shit with your friends, uh, throwing quarters on a on an arcade machine, playing a game, and, and just talking about whatever you want. Sounds like and a nostalgically great time. It is. It's like, <laughs> we have, we have such a fun time. <clears throat> like even last yeah. night with the couple technical difficulties you guys had, um, I enjoyed tuning in. I listened the whole time I was I was cooking. I ate, like I had you guys on the whole time. It was, 
it was entertaining. Yeah, I mean, and and Wilmy jumped in, and when Wilmy jumps in, <laughs> and him him and Crispy get together, and French like fried taters. Yeah, it's just like a big bomb goes off. So it's so fun. It was that was funny. Is you yeah. guys were talking, and then all of a sudden, uh, he I think he caught just this brief silence, and then. Like doing fresh fried taters, whatever he does to crispy. Oh, I about died. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's great. And um, with that show, um, myself and Super, we kind of split the channel. So one week it's on his channel, one week it's on my, my channel. And we did it that way so that uh, we can each have turns playing games. And we've opened it up to the the entire panel. If they want to host, they can host. Okay. So that gameplay on on that old ass monitor for the graphic, mm-hmm. um, that's legit gameplay. Like you're playing it as. Oh, I play. I'm playing live. Yeah, oh no shit! Playing, yeah, we all play live. That's that's the that's the thing about our that's show. Fucking cool! Like yeah, that is so we, fucking cool. We, we don't have pre-recorded gameplay on our show. We're playing games. What was that called? Blood, blood, something. Blood. Well, the game is called Blood. Blood, but but this one was called this. So this was a PC port of the old game from 1997, and the new version of it. It's basically the same game, but I think they just put all of the DLC, if there was a such thing as DLC back in the 90s, all the add-ons, all built into one package, and I think it was called Blood. Not the blood ritual. Um, oh, blood fresh supply. That's what it's called. I don't know, it blood was awesome watching it. So yeah, I mean, th- those are the games I grew up on. I loved playing these first-person shooters back in on my PC back in the nineties, and the fact that this game um, en- encompasses all of the horror movies from from the eighties, seventies, and eighties together, it's awesome. Just. You guys, you guys have to play to believe it. I mean, there's a lot of people, a lot of younger people, that when they see this old pixelated gameplay, they like, kind of get turned oh, off. Oh, that's garbage, yeah. It's not garbage. It's, it's not. It's fun, <laughs> fun as hell. It's a goddamn blast. That's yeah. our. There's a lot of our origins. A lot of us, like we're we're old enough where we were, we were in that time frame. Like, like a game like that, like and like that and and doom and um um nuke nukem like similar games like that i i had to be either sneaky about playing them because of my age or you know i had to wait see i was i was lucky when all these games came out i was already in college living on my own so i was in college living on my own and had my own PC. So I bought my first PC, I think, back in 92, maybe. Ooh, what was it? 92. Do you know what it 90, was? Yeah, oh, yeah. It was a, it was a DX266. Whew. So. <laughs> Damn. 60, when, I say, when I say 66, that's 66 megahertz. Yeah, that's megahertz. <laughs> How much RAM to have in it? I think it had two gigs, or two megs. Sorry, two, megs two megs, right? Megabytes. And then, and then when I upgraded to four megs it cost me an extra hundred bucks back then for Jesus two megs yeah. oh it it's so insane. awesome and and the hard drive i don't even remember the hard drive but um i do remember 
when the one gigabyte hard drive came out, it was like, you will never need anything bigger than this, ever. One gigabyte, it's all the storage you'll ever need. Uh-huh. Yeah. That didn't last very long. Yeah, for how many years? And then it was like, <laughs> fuck, I need like four of these at least. Exactly. Um, yeah. So Yeah, and like those back then, those PCs, that wasn't... Uh, there was like hardly any DIY anything involved because the chip, everything, the the processor, the chipset, everything was already manufactured into the board, right? Yeah, that was a four. That, so that was a four eighty six. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like like the sound card. I th- I think there was a separate sound card, but there was not a separate video card at the time. It was yeah. all built onto the built onto the motherboard at the time. Yeah. And it wasn't until probably the late nineties when the uh, the 3D effects, I think that's what the cards were. Um, 3D effects cards came out, and that's when you you basically had that jump in uh, graphic fidelity. So that I'm, I'm talking probably 98, 99. Something yeah, it was like, like mid to late nineties when. Um discrete was introduced i believe right right so then then of course you had to upgrade your motherboard because you know, you the old one didn't have the pcie slot that you need <laughs> exactly i mean i like i said i've been building i've been building pcs since the 90s and i'm actually shocked that i'm still using the pc that i'm running right now so right now i'm running a um it's an i7 with 32 gigs of RAM, and I've got a 250 gig SSD in it, and I'm still running into performance issues. And say, what, what what processor you got in there? It's an i7 4790 or something like that. Oh, shit. So you're like, okay, just real quick. So you have the, the 40, yeah, it'd be the 47... 90 is it yeah. just the 90 or 90k i don't remember I don't know. either way you're like one above my old pc that i actually just resurrected um a couple weeks back for my girlfriend i had the 4690k processor in there and okay. so yeah that was that was the first full custom computer i ever built was that like other ones I always tinkered with or I upgraded components, but I never built one from the ground up. So like years when, when those processors came out, that's the first time I actually built one from the ground up. Right. I'm just, I'm just actually opening up um, my Specky app to find out what it says here. So it's the, I, it's the Intel core I seven 4790 and just says 3.6 gigahertz. That's all it says. So it's yeah. So I'm pretty sure it can't be overclocked because I think oh. that's what they always did. You know, the K model is always the one that you can go in right. and manually tune. But as it, they're not bad processors. Like four cores no. can still get you quite a ways today. It's not going to blow the doors off of stuff, but it's you'll. Well, you know, my bottleneck right now is my video card. So I'm running a um, an RX four eight. So it's an RX 480 with eight gigs, but I still find that I'm when I'm trying to like render using uh, using my feet, my graphics processor, 
Mm-hmm. I, I still seem to be running into memory issues. So yeah. Um. So I'm I'm a big fan of what AMD's done over the last you know handful of years. Um. I'm not a fanboy of either platform, whether it's Intel or AMD, kind of similar to consoles and PC, all all of it. Um, I switched from Intel to AMD because I could get more for less. Um, I tried their graphics cards, and I it was a nightmare. And they don't have a good encoder. Um, you can get I don't know. I went back to NVIDIA with my graphics card. I still have my Threadripper processor, but I I went back to NVIDIA because they have their new encoder and their CUDA acceleration is, is just, it's good. Gotcha. I, I would, I would recommend, especially like people that, people that stream a lot or stream at like with high quality and high bandwidth or, I mean, even recording, its encoder is just top-notch, and I'd really, really like to see AMD catch them on that front because then that's one less selling point for them and that much more competition in the space. Sure. But, fuck right. yeah, dude, your 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 system, it, like, like it's, it's super similar to, to the last one I had before I saved up oh, for, I, you know. I, I, I made a mistake. I actually am running a 500 gig SSD, not a 250. Hey, that's double. Yeah. Well, I mean, SSDs are not cheap, especially here in no. Canada. Well, and they've gotten cheaper, but they're still not. They're still not cheap, I guess per se is what how I'd put it. You, know, I remember. I just, have, I just have my operating system basically running from it, so and and my major like my Adobe apps, and yep. that's it. That's exactly what I do. I'm 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 running a NVMe, and that's it's pretty well clear outside of a few apps and the operating system because I don't want to. I want it to last as long as possible. I guess. Still, I, I, haven't, I haven't left the house for work in. This is going on eight weeks for me now. That's 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 a long time. Like I get at least two or three hours um, outside of the house. Well, not the last couple of weeks because we've been doing that production, but usually I'm putting together lunches and breakfasts for the kids that that need it that typically get it from the school. So I, I at least have some interaction with a handful of people. So, right. I no, can't the, only interaction, the only interaction I have is 11.30 each day. I have an optional chat with my team. Huh. And when I say optional, I mean if I don't have nothing to talk to them about, I don't show up. But if I have some questions, because I usually get like daily, I will get requests for content that I have to produce. Mm -hmm. And if I have questions about that, I'll jump on 1130, say hi to everybody. So I'm going to sneak in an extra question here now that you said that. Um, How far back are are you, you, or how far forward, not back, how far forward are you, are you typically scheduled out to to make stuff? Um, And that depends. So I can go back, you know, probably it's like some profs may come to me and say, hey, Jay, I have this content that I have to produce, but it's not being delivered until summer session two. So summer session two will start in um, July, I think, of this year. Okay. So 
um, that in it, depending on how much content they have, um, we will sh we will like shoot it first, and then it'll give me, you know, at least a month or so to edit it. Um, but then there's situations where I get a phone call and says, "Hey Jay, my course launches in two days, and I need this done today." Oof. So, Those are so probably stressful days. Yeah, and that stuff happens all the time because <laughs> it's a it's a, a college, right? Well, yeah, pro professors they procrastinate worse than the students. <laughs> it's true. So, what about your what about your freelance stuff? How how busy does that usually keep you? See, what I like about the freelance stuff is that I can control how busy I am. Exactly. I love that. Because <laughs> Because I tell people, I said, when people come to me and say, hey, Jay, I want this done. And depending on what the project is, I may ask for money up front. Mm -hmm. And that's not all, that's not only so that I know that they're serious. It also puts them in the queue, right? Yeah, you're, so like you're, you're aware you're, you're, you're of them, they're there. Exactly. If you're paying me, yeah, I'm making you a priority. Um, some people will come to me and say, hey, Jay, I want this done. And this is what I want done. And if they don't pay me up front, well, they usually get put on the back burner until all my other projects are done. But the way that I work, if you keep paying me, you're going to keep going. To, if you keep paying me, you're going to get keep getting bumped up to the front of the list. So those people that didn't pay me usually get you know further and further behind. So well, that makes why, sense. That's a good business uh, model. I'm not going to yeah, lie. I, I, I encourage people. I say, you know, if, you, if you're really serious... And you want to get higher on my list because right now, after finishing this project today, I have two other projects that I have on the go. One has been paid for, the other one has not. So, of course, I'm going to be working on the paid one tomorrow. And then between now and Monday, I can assume I'll probably get another two projects. So I'm, I'm, I'm averaging probably... Uh, two to four projects a week. Yeah, it pays to pay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, and that I don't know. The, to me, that that sounds like a a solid business model. That's how it should be. I mean, it's a, it's a work in progress. I mean, sometimes <clears throat> it works, but sometimes it doesn't. And there are situations where some people will pay me up front and not realize that. I mean, I tell everyone who pays me. Okay, I said you're on my list. I got two projects ahead of you. I'll let you know before I start. And some people don't understand how long some projects will take. And then it'll be like a week later and they're like, hey, did you start my project? And I was like, well, I'm sorry. I'm still working on those other projects. And they will just get impatient and say, well, can I have my money back? And I have no problem giving their money back. And But I try to express to them up front, you know, I have this, this shit takes time. It, yeah. Creativity takes time. Oh, so much. People, People have to understand that. It's, that was one thing that really bothered me about when I worked for this other group. Um, they would come to me and they would say, hey, Jay, can you do this? And then they would proceed to tell me, oh, that shouldn't take very long. How would you know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? If it's not going to take very long, then please do it yourself. <laughs> exactly. Like, who are you to tell me how long it's going to take? You came, you, you came to me, motherfucker. <laughs> like, 
of some yeah people. i don't understand some people that's okay uh, yeah some people just they don't have patience away with, man they blow me away with their ignorance that's all uh ignorance is um very much alive and well especially nowadays yeah i mean the more and more people that i hear that are not taking the pandemic seriously and um just doing whatever the hell they want because either a they don't care or b they really just don't believe it's actually happening oh i've seen so much shit where it's like oh it's fake it's all it's yeah. all fake bullshit. No, no, it's not. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure those two people that died yesterday that that was not fake. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> and, and I live in a small part of Canada, where and we're in a small city, and you know, for us to have two deaths is is significant. But I, I'm talking, and, and there are friends of mine in the states who are saying there's you know. 100 people died. Like, 100 people died. I'm talking two. Yeah. Yeah, and it's honestly, I mean, sometimes it's terrifying, and then I have to always fight back that part of me that's like, dude, I have to live my life. Like, I can't let this control my life. But I also got to remember, there are so many other people that, that if, like, if you're careless about it, you're affecting other people. When you do that not not that's, just yourself that's exactly my point i mean i i will say that everybody has the right to make their own choices but when you're making a choice that's going to affect other people then you really have to think about that hundreds or thousands even exactly, exactly. so all right let's time travel for for a small bit here um, <laughs> sweet sound effects bro so what or who inspired you to get into designing and creating the logos intros and and different graphics you create um like how did you get to this point like what where did it all start so i i've always been a creator you know i've been i've been creating stuff forever um ever since i was a kid in 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 grade school drawing pictures on my sketchbook or drawing pictures on my on my um my scribblers that i should be doing real work on (laughs) i've always i've always been a doodler and i think it was the the inception of social media and the whole idea of having an avatar having a graphical representation of yourself on that that yeah that got me thinking about this is this is the perfect outlook for me to produce stuff for people that want to have a unique vision of themselves put online um and it wasn't and when xbox announced that they were going to be doing custom gamer picks and i can't even remember how many years ago that was um i jumped on it. i was like oh this is perfect you know like i'm my a gamer. time to shine kind of deal yeah like i'm a gamer I love Xbox. I mean, I love games, but I'm an Xbox guy because it's just just because of where I gravitated to. And if they're allowing me to put a custom graphic on my profile for all of my friends to see that are all like uh, followers and and people that are friends of mine on uh, on Xbox, then this is perfect. And if I could offer that as a service, then even better. 
And so, so that's where it started then. Kind of, kind of. But to go back a little further, the whole production of what I do was kind of inspired by a show that was on the internet, but it wasn't a podcast. They did not call it a podcast. So this was before, pod, like back then, podcasts were basically audio. It was just audio. Yeah. Like, and they called saw a huge transition. Humongous. So podcast, the word podcast comes from iPod, of course. iPod is a digital music or audio player. <laughs> yeah, there for, might be people young, that don't know. Young pop <laughs> and, That's so true. So that's kind of where it went, kind of how it started. But before there were these visual podcasts that we watch on YouTube now, there were internet shows. And there was a channel. Okay, I'm going to go back a little further. <laughs> there, was, there used to be a television channel called G4TV. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I do. I do. I loved yeah. it. Me too. So before it was G4TV, it was Tech TV. Okay? So it was Tech TV. Really? And then, then they were bought by Turner, Turner uh, Broadcasting, I guess. And then they turned it into... G4 TV. G4. Because, because Tech TV specific, uh, back then was not just gaming. It was everything. There was there was computer talk. There was just just everything techy, everything nerdy. All the awesome shit. That's right. But then gaming became prevalent. And then they kind of try to steer all of their content towards gaming and the like. And they so, did a good job. They I'm did. not gonna lie, it, it it was it was good. I subscribed to it. I paid my extra what five dollars a month so I could have that station, and I it, watched it every day. Fucking G4 TV, fuck me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're making me yeah. feel old right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. I'm 35. I'm not. I'm not young by any no. means, but still, but it's you're not. Yeah, no, you're not young and you're not old. No, you're I'm at, right in the at, middle. You're right at that perfect <laughs> perfect level. Oh shit. That's okay, so 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 the, so I'm gonna I am gonna I am, I am gonna come full full circle with this uh, topic. Okay. So first there was Tech TV, then there was G4 TV. When G4 ended, and that that was a there's a whole documentary online you could watch about that when when G4 died. When that ended. All of these personalities decided we're going to take our material to the internet. And what was the best outlook for that at the time? YouTube. YouTube. Yes, right. So a lot of these guys moved into the internet. And not only did they just move all their content to the internet, they created entire channels online to watch um, a plethora of content, very much like it was on G4. You'd go to G4. When G4 was around, you'd go to G4 and you'd have, there was a gaming show, and then there was a tech show, and then there was a talk show, and then there was a, then there was something else, and then there was, I think they even had battle, like the robot battles, and they had a bunch of stuff yeah, on the, um Yeah, when they first started building the, the, the bot fight stuff, um, yeah. what was that called? It, I can't remember. But then they, they also had the, the screensavers. 
Yep. And and screensavers turned into Attack of the Show and they had X Play. Anyway, they had a ton of stuff. So this so was the of... transition to um, online absorbable content on demand. I agree. That's exactly where it all yeah. started for me. So one of the personalities that was on Attack of the Show, his name was Alex Albrecht. Oh, so good. And he moved into a... He had his, another show that he went on... Okay, so the show, that the channel that went on to the internet that was produced and created by a lot of the same people that were on G4 was called Revision 3. So this was an entire channel full of 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 content. It, it was a website you'd go to. You didn't have to subscribe. You just had to go to the website, and you basically it was like, it was like a channel selector. What show do you want to watch? And they had all this content on there, and you could also watch it on YouTube as well. Um, so he had a show with a guy named Kevin Rose, and Kevin Rose and him did a show called Dignation. And what Dignation was, was a weekly show talking about the top 10 topics on dig.com. And for those of you who don't know what dig.com is, it's basically what Reddit is today. Yeah, okay, like before, a, a lesser version of it. Uh, early, right. early version. Right. So uh, it was basically if you liked the article, you clicked dig. I dig it. And the higher uh, the digs the higher it was on the page. So the, the more popular ones got to the top of the page, kind of like what Reddit's, Reddit's doing now. They were the beginning. Um, while he was doing Dignation, so, and I was a huge fan of that because they talked about all the, you know, mostly tech stories, he also did a show called The Totally Rad Show. So now we're getting into why I wanted to become a producer. Okay. The totally the totally rad show was a show with Alex Albrecht, um, Jeff Kanata, and Dan Trachtenberg. These three guys basically would come out. They'd stand in front of a green screen, and they would talk about comic books, video games, movies, and usually sometimes a TV show if it was a if it, if it was a nerdy show. The good show. You know, the good stuff. <laughs> they would come out and just talk about it. And that's all they did. Three guys giving their opinions on, on these topics. But the production level on the show was phenomenal. It was beyond, like, because these three guys came from a television background. Like, and, and just to give you an idea, when I see television background, Dan Trachtenberg is now directing movies for J.J. Abrams. So no just shit. to kind of give, give you an idea of, you know, what these guys' skill level is. So yeah, that's impressive. They had they had a video producer guy who, of course, would shoot them on the green screen. And when they talked about certain subjects, they'd have imagery flying up behind them, of you know, of uh, you know, imagery or video clips or whatever. And I took what they did on that show, and I was like, oh, I, I want to do that. That's so cool. I want to learn how to do that stuff. And I actually kind of incorporated that kind of stuff into what I do at my work at St. Mary's, or at, uh, at my job, at, at my real work. So I get props to come in, stand in front of green screen, I shoot them, they talk about subject matter, and I have imagery coming up from behind them. Yeah, you produce it. All, it. Yeah, that's right. It all came from the Totally Rad Show. That's where I learned it all. 
That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, when I got into podcasting, I realized that back then, all podcasts were at the time were basically Google Hangouts. Pretty much. Icon Center. That's what they were. And when I was approached about doing a podcast with some people, I thought, with my knowledge and what I can uh, produce, let's do something. Let's not just do what everyone else is doing. Let's do something unique. Hence the reason why, if you go and look at some of the shows like Gaming Beyond the Box or the Iron Lords or even um, Mr. Boomstick XL stuff, they're not just plain. And that's all because I, they, they came to me and said, JB, want your input. What can we do to make this better? And I was always about being unique, being a little different, and just not following the trends that everyone else is doing. And for honestly, like real quick, that that's where creativity shines. That's that's what makes creatives, not just creators, but creatives, is is the ability to be unique and and change from the norm like even if it's just a little bit it's still it's still recognizable outside of the typical shit you see right like i i think i have an inability to create something that looks like everything else i i i have that same <laughs> you, you sound sound like i'm talking to myself right now <laughs> yeah like I, I have no interest in that's kind of another reason why um retro renegades is what it is if you know we often talk about the youtube and the podcast landscape now that's happening where oh, it's exploded on, well i mean you flip you turn on youtube right now and you go to your subscriptions you will find at least five to ten podcasts with a very similar title and the title is usually the news of the week yeah. You know, like, like just just to give you a heads up about that. Starting tonight, tonight or tomorrow, it's all gonna. Everyone's title is gonna have something to do with Sony shows off gameplay, which is not gameplay. It's actually a tech demo. And it's that only at fourteen forty p. That's gonna that's gonna be the headline <laughs> for the next week on everyone's channel. It's like who cares? It looked awesome. I don't know, that's exactly. how I feel about it. Yeah, but, you're right. You're totally fucking right because of today. But, exactly but that's that's the thing like i i i never want it to be that i never want it to be just a guy that's going to regurgitate the same information that everyone else is talking about that's why at retro renegades we play real games we play old games so yeah we cater to a little bit of an older audience i'm sure there aren't a lot of people in their late teens early 20s that are going to want to watch what we do but those guys in their late teens early 20s will want to go to a podcast that talks about today's news so they can go into the chat and be toxic yeah right yeah so that's that's why all those podcasts exist and that's why they're all successful you Um, seem like uh retro renegades uh it's it's reminiscent of of what we do on fireside on saturdays it's it doesn't seem i'm assuming you don't even maybe you have topics I, I don't yep. know if you have any scripted anythings. 
No, absolutely. The only thing that's scripted are the games I'm going to play. Okay, so it's the same thing as Fireside. Like, we we hop on. That's like our release to just full-blown fucking nerd out, talk out, talk about whatever we want. Um, yeah. we, we sometimes highlight, you know, somebody that did something super fucking awesome, uh, you know, in right. the last week or the last month or the last year even if we see a story. Um, I guess you'd call it like the hero of hero of the month or something, whatever you want to call it. And then maybe some derpy news topics. Like right. one, one of my favorite episodes we've done was we found some <laughs> really fucked up news stories. <laughs> like, like there was one with a seagull flying down the beach, like literally carrying a dildo. Um, totally weird and random. Like that was one of my favorite episodes, but we knew that wasn't sustainable. Like, right. like we let, can't let just me guess, do let, this. Let, let me guess. A lot of the uh, news articles you find start off with a man from Florida. (laughs) (laughs) That's legit. Um, But no, this lady's out like the seagull and the lady was out just, you know, taking pictures. She's a photographer. And next thing you know, there's this fucking seagull flying down the beach with a big ass fucking dildo. And it's fucking... It's feet. What what the hell does a bird even have? It's not claws or talons. It's a seagull. So, clippers. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, it was hilarious. I mean, the pictures were like super high res. Fucking. <laughs> it was legit. We knew it wasn't what, what, fake. What would have been even funny if there was a woman running after after the seagull? <laughs> yeah, like it stole it out of her bag or some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, no, sometimes we do cover some derpy news if we come across something that's worth mentioning. But most of the time we just we just get on there and and bullshit like we we shoot the shit about things that are pissing us off, things that are awesome. If something happened in a show we watch, if there's a game we were playing, you know, it it, it varies. Um, Yeah. And I won't lie that Virtual Renegades, we don't go we don't go into the show thinking we're going to be talking about particular topics. But if if it's a subject that people want to talk about, of course we'll talk about it. You know, someone will bring it up. Yeah. But we it. we like to have, we like to have unique segments on our show. And one of our favorite segments, which is a brand new segment, is Super Supersonic Station gets drunk and calls GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so he gets drunk and he'll just call his local GameStop and act like a total tool to them and see how mad he can make them on the phone. It's That's great. That's awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. Huh. But he also, he, he, he's also gone as far as calling his own mother and asking his mother for V-Bucks for Fortnite. <laughs> his poor mother must must be 80. And she has oh. no idea what he's talking about. But it is quite hilarious. <laughs> it sounds hilarious. I'm not going to lie. So, <laughs> that last question... Um, Pretty much, I think you pretty much answered my next two, but I will, real quick, how how long have you been doing what you do? As in the, the whole podcasting world? No, like everything, like just a, as a creator. Like when did you oh, start a, creating? How long has it so, been? So I would probably put my timeline at around 1995 when I started. It's when I graduated from college. And so about I, 25 I mean, years, 
yeah so i've always been a creator but let's say i'm being professional yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll go with professionally getting, getting paid for it yeah probably since 95 um it was funny because i had i had finished school and i didn't even get have a chance to go to my own graduation because i had a full-time job lined up um as soon as i finished so i, ba- I basically graduated from school packed my bags moved home to where to my parents home and then left their place to uh live in a small little fishing village not an hour and a half away from where my parents lived and worked for a, um, a newspaper so that's kind of how i got my start in 95 and but then that job only lasted um I think I was there for about nine months and then I got laid off because they, they ran out of work. And then in my line of work, because I'm a graphic designer, it was a very common thing to jump from job to job because companies only needed you for a short amount of time. So I'd be, I would get contracts for six months to nine months. I think the longest job that I had before the one I'm in right now was uh, two years. As I say, being a graphic designer, I I do know that aspect of it is a lot of contract work typically. It is. And that's mainly the reason why I decided to take the job that I'm in right now, which I've been in for 17 years. Um, This job uh, with the university, I I basically, I specifically took this job because I didn't want to jump around anymore. I wanted something stable. And the university's already been on this planet for over 100 years. I knew they weren't going anywhere. So the fact that, you know, I was jumping into a, an established, um, I don't even know if you, you call it a business, but an established organization. Company organization, that, that's, that's a good word. Yeah. So sticking with them and doing my time. And, you know, I, I'm the only person with my title at the university. So I am the expert when it comes to what I do at my job, which also provides a lot of job security. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's uh, awesome. I mean, because yeah. you, you get something solid, but you also get to still do your freelance that, stuff. That's right. I get the opportunity to do, still do the stuff that I like in the evenings and the weekends. So, yeah, it's, it's the best of both worlds. You know, the, the university job is the steady paycheck. It may not always be the best situation and the best job, but it pays the bills. And I know that I could probably get a job um, in private sector and probably make more money. But I already know what being in private sector is like. And it's a lot of ups and downs. And I just don't need that in my life anymore. I'm already in my, my mid to late 40s now. I'm done. I'm, we yeah, need solid solidity. Yeah, like exactly so, something that's guaranteed, more or less. That's right. I totally I mean, I, I, get that. I, I will often get have people say to me, you know, you could be making more money doing this. I was like, yeah, I probably could. But well, how long I is have it going to last? Yeah, what I what I have the freedom to do my freelance in the evenings. What I have the freedom to podcast with people that I like. And what, what are the, the benefits, freedom. motherfucker? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? That's exactly it. I'm just, I'm I'm being serious. I mean, it's funny to say it out loud, but it's like, I'm sure you got some pretty solid benefits through the university. Oh, for sure. And on top of that, 
half to half price tuition. So if my if my daughters decide they want they want to go to St. Mary's St. Mary's for um for school, they'll get fifty percent tuition. That's badass. Another benefit. That's right. So all right. Um I know it's highly dependent on what the project is, but how long does uh I'm talking your freelance um stuff how long does a project typically take to complete like on average like if you were to take your most popular request and and so, average so out most, of time frame. yeah so the most popular request now of course is gamer picks okay makes so, sense so people will people will come to me and depending on how much freedom they give me some people will come to me and say i i want a picture of a of a barbarian and I'll say, do you have any specifics? They say, no, just be creative. Those are the best jobs. Oh, I bet because, because you have because the freedom. There's, yeah, there's, there's no pressure on me. And I and nine times out of ten, I knock it out of the park. No chains. That's right. But then there's also situations where I don't always knock it out of the park. And someone will come to me and say, okay, I want a picture of me with my head on... Um, uh, a barbarian's body so the good and, old re- revisions start yeah yeah so I, w- I will always send sketches and some people like the sketches and some people don't like the sketches and then there's a lot of back and forth back and forth um those projects um if the back and forth hap- it goes on a little too long then i start losing interest well and then you start then, losing your creativity that's right and if that happens, then I may move on to another project that I know that I have a little more creativity uh, input into, and I'll work on that one, which means the one that the guy didn't want in the first place sometimes gets pushed on the back burner a little bit. Well, I feel doesn't like mean sometimes it doesn't get, if... doesn't get done. Doesn't, I'm not saying it doesn't get done, but I just I need, I need to enjoy what I'm doing in order to continue to want to do it like nonstop. And if, if I get any like roadblocks like... Yeah, I'm not happy with that direction or whatever, and then that kind of like throws my create my creative juices that kind of throws them in the garbage, and it well, makes me not wanna makes me lose interest in it. It's all right. So like in my opinion, um, if if I'm doing something of a creative nature and it's it's kind of starting to drive me nuts, like kind of like what you're saying, and I jump to something else sometimes that will like that'll be able to bring me back to the other one sometimes, and have it again right. like ha- get it yeah. back if that yeah makes sometimes sense. That, sometimes that does happen for sure um so so on average and, and i have like different price ranges for quality levels when it comes yeah, to gamer pick. for detail so, and all that yeah so i got 35 50 75 100 so thirty-five is is basic. It's not bad, but it's like not a ton of detail. They're solid. 50, to be completely yeah, honest, I, is, I looked at the little, example. Fifty is a little more detail. Seventy-five is full blown, and a hundred is animated. So I will take the full blown in, image that I've made for you, and I'll even animate it on top of all that. Which is cool um, shit. Yeah. So that can run anywhere between, I'm gonna say, four to ten hours. Something like that. Sounds solid. And if, what about and, an and, intro? So an intro, 
and I'll just uh, use the one that I just did for vitamin G as an example. Um, the the short version that I produced, mm-hmm. which is which is I think it might be thirty seconds. Yeah, somewhere around uh, around thirty. That, that took about that took about four hours. And the uh, two two minute one probably took about six hours. Okay, so and, and that's like I'm I'm assuming I, I'm only assuming you don't sit down and do that all in one six hour stretch, correct? No, ne- never. Yeah, you can't, never. right? Yeah, no. It, at least for me, I I mean, if I had to, I could. Um, oh, if I had, but to, I feel I like and there's and a lot of times where you I, have to come roll, back. Yeah, if I, if I get on a roll and and I'm really enjoying it. And it feels good, yeah, feels right. Yeah, then I might keep, I might keep going, but sometimes you have to basically stop at a part, at a point, step away, come back a couple hours later, look at it, because you get a different perspective over time. Or even the next day. I mean, for me, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, so yeah, that the project I did today, you know, from start to finish. With the small one and the big one, it's probably ten hours. So you're looking at like a half a day's worth of work for, you know, just a a gamer pick, or you know, a yeah. full day for for like a, a a solid intro. That's right, and if and if some people will, will try to compare the time it takes me and the money I charge, I'm 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 making minimum wage on this stuff. <laughs> I was gonna say you start I, stretching yeah, it out. I'm not making a lot of money, but, but the thing is that <laughs> I, I'm enjoying it. Right there, there's the payoff. I like what I'm doing. So, yep. If you're happy what you're do with what you're doing, like mm-hmm. it makes you happy in other aspects of your life. Like that's right. People don't understand how much I think their their daily work life affects their actual life. Right. And if you don't enjoy what you do. You need to find a new something to do, or you're going to be fucking miserable for the rest of your life. I swear that you are an extension of me because I say <laughs> that. I probably say that to somebody at least once a week. I say, if you don't like what you're doing, do you something. Should, you should not be doing it. Exactly. You're here one time. You you get this one. <laughs> I'm gonna quote Eminem. You get this one shot. <laughs> Right. It's if you're not happy doing what you're doing, you have to make changes or say that. about, And I say that about everything. And not I'm not just talking about your work life in general, man, in your life. You're 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 in a situation that you're not enjoying. Don't don't stay there. Don't keep yourself. No, get the fuck out, man. That's right. And I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to promote people to, to uh, leave their wives or leave their husbands or anything. Or even but, quit their job tomorrow. No, we're not saying that. Yeah, I'm not saying that. <laughs> you got to put some things in place. You know what I mean? Do do, make changes, it. right? Exactly. Uh, well, we got a lot of, we got a lot more in common. I, I, I keep finding this out too. Like, like so this this creator feature thing I do every week. It's not, it's not just about creating content. 
Like I love getting to know people and people that, that I've checked out and that I, I think are, are worthy of talking to. Like I'm as much as of an introvert as I, I can be, I, I very much like getting to know people. Um, and, and it's been this trending thing. Like there hasn't been a single, I know we'll, I'll have one at some point that I don't get along with them, you know, or don't have, or not necessarily don't get along with them. I get along with pretty much everybody, but I won't, I'll run into somebody they don't have a ton in common with, but that's been like this ongoing trend since I started this is that I have a lot more in common with, with the people I have on my show than I would have ever even imagined. Right. And I don't know. That's, that's my favorite part about it is just talking to the people I have on the show is getting to know them and, and, getting a, a sense of who they are and seeing how much I have in common with them. It, that's, that's the fun part for me. Um, I mean, I could throw it in a timeline afterwards and chop all the bits out. Like I really wish I would have done uh, fork boys a little differently and I might redo that one. Uh, like right. that's part of creative freedom. I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> like, because it was way too, um, almost staged like I gave him the questions prior right. so he could kind of glance over him and then he took that like you know he was basically just going to answer them so I had to actually go in and post and insert myself asking the questions right um, yeah you wanted to, you wanted it to sound more spontaneous yeah it wasn't nearly as natural as all the other ones have been right and I, I think I owe it to myself and to him to actually fix it, to be honest. Um, gotcha. But yeah, I don't know. That that's my favorite part. Like sitting here bullshitting with you for God, we've been at it for almost an hour and a half. It is honestly, I had no idea it was an hour and a half until I looked at the time. Holy shit! You're right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. All right, I got. <clears throat> let's see here. Let me look. Let me look at my. I had only got two questions left. So so I bullet point did, a lot. Daniel, did any did anyone submit questions? Um not that I'm aware of, not this no. week. It got retweeted like umpteen times or handful times and people liked it and it's like all you have to do is comment, man. No, I, I think know, sometimes so... people are scared to comment. I I think people and I, I've been noticing this because I'm part of the whole YouTube world. Mm-hmm. I think not just YouTube, but Twitter as well. I find some people might be afraid to be seen tweeting yeah. people's content in fear of what their peers may think of them, which I think is the most ridiculous thing in the yep. planet. Be, be yourself. Exactly. Be, you know, if, if, if you're going to do things because, because you're, because of what someone else thinks about you, then why are you doing it why are you doing anything yeah exactly yeah no i think honestly i think that might be like part of the issue and and like you're the first one like you were the guinea pig for that for that segment if if we had submissions and over time i think it'll happen but you know it might take a little bit of time before we get someone ballsy enough to be like hey ask him this you know what i mean 
I mean, I heard enough people heard enough time getting people to retweet my show. So, and I always contribute that to oh they don't want to be seen tweeting my stuff. So yeah, I don't I, I don't know people people are finicky, but at the same time there's there's a lot of people that aren't like it's it's super selective. Yeah, it's weird. I'm not gonna lie. I'll never, I'll never fully understand any of it. But <laughs> that's how it is. Um, the good news is, um, it, like, I I like I had a a handful of kind of questions, I guess, bullet point shit, and we've just kind of winged it because that's it. it that's how I, I do my show, I guess. I, yeah, I'm, I'm good at winging it because I was, I was a little bit concerned when you first asked me to do this that it was going to be one of those shows where you're going to be asking me you know specific questions about gaming that's happening today. <laughs> I, I, am, I am just not one of those people that study the industry, that know every, every developer's name. Yeah, I don't either. I, I, I have way more important things to worry about than yep. that shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, like we we fed off of a couple questions. Like I mean, that's why we've went as long as we have is because, you know, one question fed into another. But I do have gaming beyond the box here in about 27 minutes. So we're going to we're going to go balls deep into our let's see here. Here we go. Last two questions actually anyway. So let's go uh who are some notable or what you view as uh, more notable people you've you've worked for or with, as far as like um, your freelance stuff. Like, you have any wh- what you view I, as notable people you've made things for, well, uh, or your favorite people, even however you however uh, you want to word it. it. There's so there's a radio station here in my hometown called Q104, and they have won numerous uh, awards uh, canadian uh, broadcasting awards for their content because they're they're like the howard stern of uh, morning radio here in uh, my hometown that's not a bad you know, thing no they they will talk about things that you it would make your head spin and that you can't believe you're listening to at 7 30 8 o'clock in the morning which is what i love and they play rock music they play everything like seriously how many stations can you think of and maybe that they're more common in the united states but in canada there aren't a lot how many stations can you walk can you wake up to metallica you know <sighs> like that's 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 q104 they play metallica pretty well probably four times a day and i will wake up to enter sandman which is awesome oh my god I love, that's awesome like i love metal so and i'm, I'm a big metallica fan so you they, know, they're they're amazing. I'm just gonna say yes, that exactly. You know if that's if that's what my 7:30 alarm is at entertainment, perfect. Thank yep. you. Yep. You've perfect won. thing you've to won. wake up to. I'm, <laughs> you've I'm won the world for the rest of the fucking day. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but yeah, so I do a lot of work for them, and I'm, I'm very proud of the work that I do for them. Um, I've done everything from t-shirts to um, uh, stand-up banners for their. Um, charities uh geez there's so much stuff that i've done for them um so that's in the real world 
Yeah, that, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. That's what I was was hoping and to get a little bit of both worlds. Yeah, and then in the in the YouTube world, um, I'd say right now probably the most reputable place people that I've done work for are the Iron Lords. Um, so I basically redesigned their entire show based on their feedback and based on what they wanted. Um, they've seen what I've done for other people, and they they want it to be unique. They want it to be awesome, and they want it to stand out. So if and I'm not sure if you watch their show, but I basically built their entire intro that basically morphs into their into their set. Oh, because of you, they're on my list. Then that's just from you know skimming through the content on on like your YouTube channel that I haven't seen yet. Like right. I saw them on there. I think I'm following them on Twitter now already because I want to check yeah. it out. Like that, that's yeah. that's the rabbit hole I fall in every week. Every time I talk to somebody new, I end up in this. I'm not gonna lie; it's kind of an awesome rabbit hole, <laughs> but it is a rabbit hole nonetheless. And I, and I try to I try to put my focus majority of uh, shows that I watch. They have to be kind of positive shows i i rarely go to a show where i know there's going to be just toxic infighting and toxicity and just arguing back and forth between people man panel members can't do that yeah I mean, i'm a Yuck. gamer and i love gaming but the whole um world of fighting over which console is better than the other i have no time for it and that no, me neither thing but i just don't, i can't stand it anymore so i kind of tuned out a lot of shows lately. Yeah, I want to watch the ones that that make me, you know, know that I'm not. If I start watching them, I'm not going to be bombarded with bullshit. Yeah, I think that's part of why. Like, I was so pumped to be become part of of gaming beyond the box because it is literally that. Like, it is self titled as a motherfucker. That's right. Like, I mean, and, like, I I think Wilmy even invited me to the show. And I would love to be part of that show too because it's right up my alley. But I, I just don't have enough time in my week to spend two entire evenings doing that kind of thing. Yeah. So like Retro Gates is my baby, and I'm gonna continue to do that. Um, I mean, I'll jump on, I'll jump on once in a while if he invites me, but it's it's not something I can keep as a constant. I have yeah, to like I literally had to schedule it, like. Right. I had to make sure my Wednesdays are free, and that's uh, like I'm also doing. I'm trying to do these um, creator features on the same day, so that like I start it kind of early or in the afternoon my time, and it it gives me time to actually complete it. I don't have to like juggle and be like, um, so maybe we'll do it last second, and then I have to upload a day late. Um, right. I don't know. It it all worked out because I freed up my Wednesdays, awesome. so. Um, I, all right. Last question before we uh, we get to the oh, final what, statement. Sorry, sorry, I got I got one more answer to the last oh. question. Oh, the notables. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, the, the NLG, the uh, the original Next oh, Level yeah. Gaming with Mike Mollis and the boys. Love that show too because those guys are actual. Like Mike is an actual game journalist. He he worked in the industry. He's not like these soak these people that. That claim to be, you know, insiders. No, he's and, actually been there, and, done that. Yeah, like he is. He is game journalism. 
those guys are positive and I will watch their material over most shows because I know when I go there, I'm not going to be, you know, bombarded with the bullshit either. Yeah, I just started checking them out like, God, it was couple weeks back maybe a little more it, everything's kind of blurred together because i've been staring at a screen for a week and a half but I hear you. I hear yeah like i said the rabbit hole and, and it grows the longer i'm part of this community the 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 deeper the hole gets <laughs> but yeah um i i have checked out some of their stuff and it i don't know that it it's maybe it's just me but they they have a professional sound. Yeah, it's called not not fighting. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's called not screaming at each other. <laughs> it is not screaming at each other. It's <clears throat> maybe that's why. But so so, what do you think makes um, makes your work unique? I know that if somebody were to kind of pick apart this episode and analyze it a little bit, they could probably answer this for themselves, but not everybody's going to do that. So <clears throat> what makes my material unique. Yeah. Like what makes your work unique? Like what you do as a, as a graphic designer, what I, makes, I hate, I, hate, I hate to pull out the, the, the terms that everyone would use style and composition and color scheme and all that bullshit. Nobody ever uses the uh, word creativity, and that's come up a lot this show. Yeah, um, it's just the it's the fact that I've got some freedom. I think freedom is number one. Um, if I'm given the opportunity to just produce something that I enjoy creating, then that's that's what it is. It's it's something that's part of me. Yeah, it came from, it came from your fucking creative soul. Yeah, like it and was that's, forged. It's hard, like, and there. like you said earlier, it's hard to portray what creativity is to people. You can't. No. It's what you it's, put on screen or on paper. Like it's. Uh, I I will never say that what I do is better than someone else's because that's that's an impossible thing to say. And that's why we use the word unique. Quality, quality is in the eye of the beholder. Exactly. You know, like what I may produce for one person that that I personally love, and I think is great. Someone else may say that, well, that's that shit. Look, look what this guy did. This guy did it even better. Mm -hmm. Well, that's their opinion. That's that's just an opinion, right? Um, There are lots of great artists that are in this community that are doing work for people, and I think I like them all. Um, and we all have a unique take. Say that we were all given the same project, and I'll ask, okay, I want you to create a, a, a bunny rabbit holding a tennis racket. We would all create something very unique. And very different. Very different, but, but all very awesome. Yeah. So I, I, I will never compare myself to somebody because that that's a, an exercise in, in going crazy. Oh yeah. You do, do not compare yourself to people. Just be happy with what you, what you are and what you provide and that's all you need. So your creativity and the way you approach things is what makes your work unique to others similar to you. Right. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. Exactly. All right. So final statement. If you could say one thing to aspiring creators to motivate or inspire them, what would that be? Do work that you enjoy. Because if you're not, in, this goes back to what we were saying before. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, either A, you'll resent everything you do, or you'll never finish anything. <laughs> that is so just just solid. just just enjoy what you do. Like do what you want to do. I mean, there are lots of people out there today that all want to be YouTubers. <laughs> they they all see what what people like you are doing or Will Me or or Boomstick, what they're doing. They all they all want to do it, but it's not for everybody. No. Just just remember, it's not for everybody. It may seem fun, and hopefully the motivation isn't to go out there and make a ton of money because you're not going to make a ton of money. Nope. Just hope that, that, that's just the reality of it all. Um, odds are very, very stacked against you at that point. It's true. I mean, there there are the odd shows that, that do make money, but you have to also understand that... Um, the YouTube algorithm is against you, and the only way you're going to real, really make money is with volume and super chats. <laughs> yep, <laughs> pretty much. So, with that said, where can people find you on social media, and where are the places they can find you throughout the week? Awesome. Okay, so on Twitter, you can find me at graphic underscore god, and my DMs are open. So you can send me a DM, a request. Um, if you're looking for any kind of work, you can always send it through there if it's not gamer pick related. If you're looking specifically for gamer picks, I try to push people to my website, which is xboxgamerpicks.com. And don't let the name fool you. Just because I use xboxgamerpicks.com doesn't mean I don't do work for people that want a PlayStation avatar or a Nintendo avatar. Or just gamer pick's a gamer pick, right? Exactly. I, I called it Xbox Gamer Picks because I needed a unique URL. It worked and, perfect. Exactly. And and the fact that when, when Xbox allowed custom Gamer Picks, um, that's kind of what I based it on. But just to let people know that I kind of, I, I catered everybody. Now you fucking nailed it, by the way, with that URL. Just saying. Well, I, it, I, I'm always a stickler for a .com. And GamerPicks.com was gone. In game, and there was a couple of the ones that I chose, and they, they were all gone. But XboxGamerPicks.com was not gone. So I Surprisingly. Yeah, I was very lucky. Um, but yeah, you could hit me up there. And I have a YouTube channel. And if you search Graphic God, all one word, YouTube.com slash Graphic God, all one word, you could probably find um, past shows that I produce. Uh, retro renegades and you can also find some content that i produce as well um intros that i've done for other people and other video snippets you could all find that there as well and uh i think that is about it for contact information what's your um what's your instagram if people want to get a look at what you've done right my so the instagram that i use for my gamer fix is Instagram.com slash Xbox Gamer Picks number one. So it's Xbox Gamer Picks and then number and just one. 
at the Perfect. end. And uh, you will be able to see up to the date. If I produce a gamer pick today, it goes up on Instagram as soon as the client approves it. And there's over 200 there to, for people to preview. There is and, a and lot I'll, to look at. It, it, it gives people ideas too, because some people will come to me and say, I have, I want a gamer pick and I want you to produce it, but I don't know what I want. Then I'll, So I send them to the Instagram. I say, okay, take go take a look. Oh yeah, there's plenty are, of inspiration yeah. on your Instagram. That's right. I mean, you, you can have anything from a fantasy warrior to a picture of yourself holding a puppy. You actually uh, find Xbox Four Four Eight. His, yeah. his badass logo is featured on there too. I saw that. I've done I've done quite a bit for the for the whole community. Um, some people don't use the ones that I've produced anymore because they moved on to other things. But uh, yeah, I've done. Quite they're a there bit nonetheless. Mm-hmm. It's work you've done. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you for coming on the show. Um, you're really fun to talk to. I know I'll, I'll continue to talk to you outside of this, but oh, yeah, was, thank you for being on the show. I was really, really happy to get to know you and, and to find out how much we have in common. That's, it's always an added bonus when you, you know, get to know somebody who you can relate to even outside of this whole crazy YouTube world. Oh yeah, it's fucking awesome. I love it. Um, I'll I'll invade your show one of these days. Definitely, um, definitely. you you will definitely get an invite. I I was hoping you were gonna say that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly I do. I I actually like that show a lot. Uh, you guys are it, like like I said, it reminds me of Fireside. It's it's Excellent. not scripted. It's not people yelling at other people. <laughs> oh well, sometimes yelling does happen. Oh yeah, when, it, it does. When but... you when you get Crispy Bomb and Willie Me Willie Hood in the same room. Oh yeah. Sometimes there's screaming happening. There's a lot of this going on. Thank you so much for being on the show again. Um thanks anybody or thanks everybody, I guess, who's watching. Thanks for watching. And uh catch you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you for stopping by. Later.